Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker. And in this week's show, the boys continue to explore the cultist base, and they find a bit more than they bargained for in the form of traps and monsters. Also this week, I discuss skills and whether or not you should or shouldn't be using them in your role-playing game. So a few quick notes. This is an interesting part of the adventure because as of last week, they actually found everything they needed. There's always a point in the adventure where they're actually looking for something. And in this case, they were looking for information and that huge lore dump from last week, that was what they needed. So at this point, they're just really going through and finding stuff and clearing out the rest of the base. I tell you, if it wasn't for this being a podcast, I might just hand wave this and just say, you know what, you already found it, you killed the rest of the monsters, here's all the gear you found, and let's just call it a day. And that usually will save, I don't know, a session or two of just going around. However, because this is a podcast, I don't do that. However, I did feel that the rest of this adventure was eh, a little bit too basic, that there's not really that much going on, so I spiced it up a bit. I actually changed something. Now, I usually never do that because we usually do rules as written and these are adventure paths, but every so often I like to add a little bit of a spice to the mix, and I felt that this was a good addition. Basically, there's a fight that is occurring that was not supposed to occur, and I changed it up. I'll talk about this a little bit more at the end of the show, but you'll see what I'm talking about as you listen to this episode. And the fight, which normally probably would have been kind of a boring, just generic fight, instead turns into a massively fun and goofy, and most importantly, memorable fight. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Otherwise, for all intents and purposes, these guys are pretty much done with this base. And we could just wrap this up and go. But don't worry, they're only here for about an episode or so, and then they're going to be out of here, and we go into the next part. The next part, which is going to be fascinating. So fascinating that I even get Amanda Harmon Kuntz, the author of the adventure, to join us for the next part. That's right. And boy, she's really good at role-playing. Anyhow, sit back and enjoy this week's episode. last we left off that you guys went into this base expecting heavy resistance and you have found nothing signs of struggle signs that this place has been abandoned for a couple of weeks and you're able to disable various traps and notice that there was a struggle of some sort a few things of note you still haven't explored everything you also haven't gone through any of these rooms and really search right you haven't right. searched anything we know now, this room you're in the arsenal room there's a few things first of all there was 
several items and all of them were broken. Now broken is an interesting condition. Let's explain how that works. So broken means you can actually still use it. Um, if it's broken, attack and damage rolls take a minus two penalty and you can't deal extra effects on critical hits. And armor, the AC bonuses are halves and the armor check penalty is doubled. So you found a whole bunch of weapons that are all broken. Now to repair them, which you can do, it requires an engineering check and the engineering check, and I'll tell you what it is. It's anywhere like, so level one weapon is an engineering check of 16, but a level six weapon, like the red star plasma rifle, it's an engineering check of 24. In addition, you need to pay 10 UPBs. That's those nano, uh, those little nanites per level. So for example, to repair the red star plasma rifle, you need to spend one hour you can't take 10 or 20. You have to roll. It's an engineering DC 24. You have to spend 60 UPBs, which is basically 60 credits. And if you succeed, it is fixed. If not, you can damage it more and oh. you Are those lost? lose the UPBs. Actually, yeah, let me rephrase that. Thought. You don't repair it. You heal it of its hit points. And depending on how many hit points of it is broken you have to keep doing that until it is not broken anymore basically objects have hit points and if they are less than the object has 100 hit points and it's down to 99 i believe it's broken it's like it's like anything past 100 is broken so and if it goes down to zero then it's destroyed and you can't bring it back and some of the things you've been fighting are destroyed it's a fascinating system because this is brand new to Starfinder. I was reading about it. It's like a damage object remains functional, though in the broken condition, until the item's hit points are reduced to zero, which case it's destroyed. Damage not destroyed, objects can be repaired with the engineering skill or various spells. So this is important. And also you can sell them back, but you sell them for 5% of its net worth instead of 10%. So... Some of those will be fascinating. So like that pulse caster pistol, that is worth 12 and a half credits in its current state because it's <laughs> broken. <laughs> exactly. But then you have like the red star plasma rifle, that's worth 230 credits, but if you repair it, it's going to be worth 460 credits. So even though it costs 60 credits to repair, it might be worth it. But if you fail the roll, you got to do it again and you lose the credits. And actually you can make it worse. And if you make the roll only by like one point you only uh heal it a very small amount so you might have to do it several times anyhow with that all being said i just wanted to go through that since this is sort of a new thing that you will probably start seeing this more often like broken items so just keep that in mind that a you can use them if you're in a pinch b they can be repaired but it costs time and money and see if you don't even want to bother, you can just sell them at a quarter at what five percent of their net worth. And normally you can sell fixed things for ten percent. Chris Beamer is playing the Lushunta operative, Hiroji. For ten, yeah. Yeah, it's ten percent normally. Uh you gotta want it, I guess. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier Mo Dupinski. Well, it's something the engineers need to know. Yes. That would basically be it's mostly Jason. 
at this point. Yeah, I would like to actually well, take me. a crack at fixing the pulse caster pistol because I could I could use a weapon upgrade. Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone Cheddar. You guys always underestimate me. <laughs> oh, wait, Hiroji, are you here? Yeah. Uh, you, oh, oh, I forgot that you're you're an engineer. No, yeah, engineering plus eleven. Wow, right, engineering 11. plus eleven. Yes. yes. Wait, what? Oh, you're like a civil engineer. Okay. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy Rusty Carter. I am a highly skilled going... operative. He knows how to put stop signs and traffic lights in. That's what. And he can uh, help yeah, build a better mousetrap. Water drainage too. Specialty in that. <laughs> build a better yeah. mousetrap. Hey, that's fighting mm -hmm. words. Hey, Chris, just so you know, like the difference you know, for why you're being insulted is that all forms of engineers make weapons. Civil engineers make targets. <laughs> like bridges. Bridges, tunnels, all of that. So before we started to rip on Chris, what were you saying, Jason? You wanted to repair? Oh, something? yeah. Where were we? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> once we get back to the ship, I actually probably would like to take a run at at least the pulse caster pistol. Sure. Of course. You probably don't want to use it in its current state because it's minus two and everything so including damage so it's not so great you can however just i like buying my equipment off the rack fresh and clean in the box you can make your own equipment you know that it depends on what state whether or not you're actually allowed to buy it off the rack you might have to go to a gun show <laughs> yeah i think cleveland is a concealed carry state <sighs> it might be ohio is yes I have concealed carry license. So, anyhow, there's one more thing. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. After last week's episode, that um, people were talking because that was the one where you had the critical chance to miss or hit, and you guys were choosing whether it was high or low. Someone on the forums on the Discord said, "Do you know that it is canon and rules that you must roll high to hit, and low is always bad." Yeah, I, I, that's what I've been saying all along. But it's actually in the rules. Although, I think I will house rule it that we can set our own. But. Yeah, but it's, it's lame, though, because, I mean, when you roll a double zero, you want that to mean not a miss. I mean, that's a big deal. It's fun. It's really for psionics. Double zero should always be a success, which I is just, high. I just thought it would be fascinating that they actually made that part of the official rules that high is good. Um. That just doesn't make sense logically. Well, because you you haven't been playing for if you have a twenty percent chance, uh, it of goes missing. back. It goes back thirty years ago. It goes back from when uh, Dean began. Right, no. it's it's old school. Well, then you have to phrase it the right way. You can't say twenty percent chance miss. What you have to say is twenty percent chance of. Oh no! Wait, wait. Y yeah, you can't say twenty percent chance of. Let's see. What am I thinking? So if you have an 80% chance of hitting something, you have to say, I have a 20% chance of missing. That's what you have to say. Right, you have to roll above a 20 on a D100. Yeah. Anyhow, with all that being said... <laughs> doesn't make any sense. You guys yeah. are in this room where there's shelves, lots of weapons. As I said, there was a pulse caster pistol... Red Star Plasma Rifle, Tactical Art Dart Rifle, Thunderstrike Sonic Pistol, Utility Scatter Gun. None of these have... They're all empty. There's no ammo for any of these. They're all broken. You also found the remains of a Necrograph 
that was just destroyed and you found three security robots which are also been destroyed and there's signs of battle in this room uh to confirm the necrograft cannot be repaired no matter what right it is destroyed which means it cannot destroyed. be repaired yep just confirming not that I would have an interest in that. That would be ugh, undead. Yeah, I'm a melee uh, guy. You know, I mean, it would be nice to have a. We're we're not going to do this now anyway. So. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't think I have any interest in any of these weapons, to be honest. Yeah, uh, put them aside. We'll deal with them later. Yeah. All right. I thoroughly searched the room that we're in. Yeah, I think we were about that when we left off. Okay. You thoroughly spend time. Does anyone else want to do anything while you thoroughly search the room? Because that will take a bit of time. We'll say a good, like, 20, 30 minutes for you to search. This arsenal room? I thought we did that already. No? Uh, No, you were just sort of, like, goofing around. We got the good stuff, and now we're going to clean it. No. Okay. We're going to bring in the cleaner. Yes. I guess while you're doing some searching, you can, uh... Do a culture check to know more about, you know, the corpse fleet and necrographs as you are remembering a little bit more while you are, you're whistling while you're working. You're trying to come up with some witty banter. Uh, I will roll myself because I didn't say I'd assist. Hiroji rolls a 16, which is terrible. Mo rolls a 14, which is terrible. Mo tied for the least 16, which is terrible. (laughs) Can Tuttle roll better than a 16? Tuttle is somewhat uncultured. Tuttle, Tuttle though, actually knows some things like engineering. We, we need an engineer. Well, doesn't but, he have, like, glasses on? He's and he just blew one. us all away. <laughs> wow. Two. I'm sorry, who's uncultured again? And he has a higher bonus <laughs> than everyone with a plus seven. All right, there it is. I have a plus nine. So I know. Well, he, he has a 22 here, so. He, he, knows, he knows more than you guys. Well, of course, some he, of us actually read in our spare time. Yeah, I mean, Tuttle wears glasses. Of course, he's cultured. I I use the online course. There, Jason, I wrote you something. Okay, the corpse fleet is an exiled offshoot of the Oxian Navy that's made up of powerful admirals and captains who roam the universe in starships forged from bone and steel. Officially, the government of Eox condemns it as a rogue organization. In addition, you know. That Necrotech is commonly available on EOX and quite popular amongst members of the Corpse Fleet. Although nothing definitively links the augmentation found here with the Eoxian Corpse Fleet. Well, yes. that well, patch that we found does, in a way. Yeah, we found other evidence of the Corpse, uh, the corpse Core. It's all circumstantial. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, you know what? Then you're right. Let's pay no attention to this evidence. Mo doesn't care. Mo doesn't care. It's the same. You well, the problem them. with them is they, they, they yeah, they, they, uh, they don't like life. So us all being things that are life, for the most part, they don't like us. Yeah. Well, yes, correct. they hate us living people. Yep. You thoroughly search this area, and you find nothing of value. Everything else seems to be looted. You do note that it looks like that this place was looted fairly hastily and obviously mm. the signs of the battle you do find other pieces of undead necro flesh just around so it looks like there was a bit of a battle and a scuffle here ew tussle um okay mo mo is he's gonna go room by room sweep and clear this room i guess open up this door right actually i'd like to check out the little robot the 
the destroyed robots real quick. Excellent. Construction. You can give me an engineering check if you wish to do a little bit of recon. 28. God, you are so good, Jason. I mean, Toddle. The things I do, I do well. (laughs) You know that this... Combat's just not one of them. What I do is not very nice. This is a patrol class security robot. They are not too difficult. They, um... You do know that they come in a wide variety of makes and models with near endless variety of customization. So this is like there's there's just an, an endless supply and like variety of these things. They're like they're like cars or cell phones. There's just endless. This one has an integrated tactical arc emitter and obviously can hit with slam attacks. Something fascinating about this one is that it also had nanobots in it that can restore it back to life. So they are like, they almost are completely self, um, self uh, contained ecosystems is like, you can get them down to pretty much one hit point And over time they'll come back and be fully repaired in just a couple of days. Cheddar needs some nanobots. Yeah. This one is not, however, secure. uh, This one is not military grade though. This one is just like high level corporate security. So it is destroyed past the point of nanobots repairing it, unfortunately. Can we take the nanobots for anything? No, the the, the nano the nanites are just they're microscopic. Well we can get oh, tweezers. Don't, don't worry, John. They're already inside you. Oh. Mm. Oh yeah. You know what? Actually if Mo wants to like eat parts of the robot that's a good way of getting the nanites in you maybe they'll repair you nah they do they they don't taste good oh yeah by the way uh mo there's still some leftover rotting food in the galley i already had some of that uh i had some jam i think i Uh, hate to tell you the food's actually not rotting and an excellent yeah mo Mo had some um he did it was quite good well all right i stand corrected maybe that's right it's only been like a day or something hasn't it it's been a couple of... It's only been a week, and they had foodstuffs that were designed to last a while in this place. Preserves. I mean... Those uh, are processed food. I can just see it yeah, increasing my waistline. Uh, yeah. they, they probably have a refrigerator. <laughs> High technology. <laughs> and a freezer. Yeah, or they make the food that repels the bacteria that degrades it. Oh! So anyhow, yes. Is there anything you specifically wanted to know about these? That are protecting metal? it. Jason, um, not, no, not really. I just kind of wondered what they were. I mean, I, can we salvage any of the technology off them, even like the emitters or whatever? No, because they're integrated, and, and integrated can never be salvaged. So, normally these do have batteries in them, and these batteries are gone. So, someone actually do they have any sort of logs or anything that would indicate what happened to them or what happened here? You could normally maybe perhaps figure that out, but they are destroyed. And with the batteries and destroyed state, you know that that's probably gone. It's a lost cause trying to get that out. Okay. I'm not sure I have any other questions on that. Okay. So are you in the next quarters? There's uh, six living quarters in total. It looks like you guys can go clockwise. I'm going to open that door to the north first, just to open up that corridor. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
You open up the door, and sure enough, it looks like a corridor, like the other one north. As I said, this is nearly a mirror image. The north and south are mirror images. I'll go up here to other. confirm that that's all that. Yep. Okay. Normal hallway. So I guess we're at the point of searching each of these rooms one by one. Yeah, yeah on our way here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going here, and I'm going to close the door on Hiroshi so he's out there. Good job. Oh, that's good. Oh, man, he got back in. I got back in too quick. Too quick for the vest. <laughs> Uh, right, I, so. I thoroughly search this room. You Greyhawk it? You thoroughly search this room. I, I Pathfinder it. Sorry, I Ferran it. Excellent. Um, you're, as you're thoroughly searching the room, the dresser in the room's northwest corridor, as you open it, give me a reflex save. Oh, I'm so glad that Rusty uh, did this. Everyone or just me? Just the person searching. Oh, searching. There we go. All right. Reflex save it is. 15. Uh, not bad. 15. Not, 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 not bad. Not great. Not, not bad. As you're searching the room, as you open up the dresser, you get hit in the face with a blast of an arc of laser beams. In the face. That Whoa. does 30 points of damage. However, wow. you quickly and agilely duck out of the way and only take a mere 15 points Wait of damage. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He, he made his reflex How do you take partial well, damage from a laser? It, it didn't catch him. Flush. After the laser fires, I dodge out of the way faster than the speed of light, and it only grazes uh, me. What, what questions do you have about this, John? It's obvious. Uh, probably you could hit his armor. He's wearing armor. I think Rusty should be taking more damage. I like it when Rusty takes damage. Well, it was forty. Your point is actually a very good one, John. How the hell do you dodge a laser? I'll tell you what happens. As you opened it, you heard a hum, like a hmm, and you went uh oh, and you quickly dodged out of the way. So you got you didn't get the full brunt of the laser into the face. You got Uh, it. I accept that. I accept that. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a laser. So anyhow, that was trash. Do you wish to continue searching the room? I strongly encourage my team to help me assist the room and searching the room. Let's look at that trap. Let's look at that trap. Never mind the room. Let's look at that trap. Who's setting this trap? Actually, Dr. Tuttle, if we can retrieve this trap, this strikes me as something we want in our own quarters. Hmm. Is that a goblin trap? I'm going to take a look at it with engineering to see if I can figure it out. I will assist. Mo takes credit while they do this stuff. 21. Plus two. 23. You just barely figure it out. This is a laser arc trap. It seems to be a mini version of the larger laser death trap that you disabled in the hallway. And it looks like this was custom engineered, definitely not by goblins. This was way too high tech. And by simply touching the dresser it forced it to go off and you can be reset manually if you want to try it again and see how much damage you could whether you can dodge the laser effect why don't you each take a turn mo you can go first see if you can dodge the laser see what happens all right uh, can it can it be uh, the laser can it be taken yeah you can take it Ooh, a, a gag it, gift if you make a successful engineering check to remove it but if you don't it'll destroy it so it's up to you um, yeah, it might come is in it handy. protecting anything good, though? You didn't look yet. Oh. Are you going to reset the laser and actually try to see if you can get away with no. it? No. Oh, we are going to try to uh, remove it so we can salvage it. Maybe. Yes. 
Okay. I'd like to I actually set it up in my own room at okay. home. Okay, give me I another engineering check. What's this going to be? Give I us a assist. laser pistol? It's a 40-10 thing. Oh. oh. So, 29. Okay. Wow. Tuttle spends a bit of time and is able to take the laser out of the dresser and will be able to set it up, well, on his own ship, if he wishes. In his own room. Woo-hoo. Or um, in someone well, else's room. Or in the room of the person who first thought of the idea. I want right. it on my helmet so I can... Or in the pilot. The pilot's room. strap it to Cheddar's head. Yeah. Doesn't right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look in what it was guarding. Inside the dresser contains a collection of Appears to be armor upgrades and weapon fusions. Really? Let's take a look at those. What do we got? Looks like you got your old favorite brown force field. I like that one, Ooh. right? I could use one of them. And you got joking, two fusion seals and one armor thingamajiggy. Thingamajiggy. I don't see that in the core rule book. Who wants to look at the armor thingamajiggy? Uh, well, Mo, eh, that's, that's a martial uh, thing. All right. It's a culture check, though, I guess. Right. Uh, Probably for engineering. You, for you, it is. Well, for him, it's culture because he's a um, soldier. 15? Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. 14 plus one. That's yeah, pretty good. That is an electrostatic field. This field over your armor Ooh. grants you electricity resistance. Ooh, that touches you deals damage to you with the melee weapon also takes electricity damage. So the resistance granted and damage dealt is based on this weapon's type, as noted below. It is a type one electrostatic field. Gives you energy resistance or electricity resistance of five, and it will do one D six electricity damage to people who touch you. Ooh. Um, I gotta. I don't think I that's can, really good for I, you. I don't actually. think I. Well, I don't know if I can put that on my Lashenta. How much? How many slots does it take? I I am looking that up now. I think it takes nothing, but I gotta. Does it say, Steve? How many? Yeah, slots? I can look while you guys go over the other items. It will fit in any armor type. Oh, but how many things and does it, it take? One slot, and it's um, worth three thousand credits. That's pretty cool. Nice. Um, anyone uh, that any armor can take it, or yeah, any armor right. with, if you have a free it. slot, I mean that's right. Take well, off something else, put this in the slot. Thing. Some some of these only work on light armor, and some only work on heavy armor. This one works on any armor. Uh, really? Okay. What are the fusion seal? Well, one of them you're gonna have to give me a mystic. engineer it or engineer. What kind of check? Either mysticism or because they're magic. Actually, sorry, it's mysticism Ooh. for both of them. Okay, I can do that. I'm not great at it, but let's try the first one. Ah, we're back to the, the I usual. I think a seven will not even know back. what you're looking at. All right, how about the other one? There we go. Natural 20. Finally, 25. 25. That one is a good one. These are things that I think you attach to weapons, right? Yes. Uh, if you recall, I actually upgraded the Aztec suit we found, so I could actually take the uh, the brown force field. Enjoy. I mean, I have two slots, and it would just I can just slot it in then. Yeah, I can't find any upgrades. I don't know where they put them in in the Hero Lab. I mean, there's no thing that says. Anyhow, 
So the one that you were able to ID, Chris, this is a fascinating piece of equipment. This is a vicious fusion seal, fifth level. Vicious fusion seals have a sinister appearance. They gain any vicious weapon gains the boost special weapon property. But when you make an attack with the boosted damage, you take damage equal to the initial boosted damage. This damage applies even if your attack misses and is now reduced by DR resistance or any other ability. The boost is 1d4 plus an additional 1d4 for every six items the level six item levels the weapon has. Uh, if the weapon does not use charger's ammunition, boosting takes a standard action but does not extend. You cannot boost an attack made with an automatic blast exploder line weapon. So basically, Interesting. Yep. this is a weapon that is used by the, um, the Cult of the Devourer. So what it does is it will add an extra 2d4 damage to your weapon, but then it does the same damage back to you. Even if you miss, you still take that damage. Aww. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Oh, man. I still think that's very weak evidence that the Cult of the Devourer is involved. We just don't have enough. Yeah. Uh, Alright. I'm going to pass on that. Well, let's let's put it in our backpack for now and figure it out Actually, later. sorry. It's, it's a, it's a, well, if you have a level 6 weapon, it's 2d4. If it's a right. level 5 or lower, it's 1d4. Five, it's 1d4. Yep. So it's just like a, it just, it's just a little touch, a little touch of fun. It just adds to, you know, to all your attacks. That's interesting. Yeah, that's something they had in Pathfinder too. That's a that's a that's a thing. But I never thought it. It doesn't. It's not. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, it's, I miss an awful lot for that to uh, really. Well, actually, I don't. But that is not what you want, Chris. You miss an awful lot. I miss a lot. I miss a lot. Anyhow, you missed on IDing the other one, which is even higher level. Someone else who has missed this is we can try. Crickets. Yeah, I know I nothing so. about. This. I mean, I can try, but I only I only took my first level of mysticism just this level, so I don't. I'm not very good at it. So, with your intelligence, you only have a plus nineteen. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Well, it's actually wisdom based, so I'm only plus one. Ah, okay. Ten. Nope. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, so yeah, this one you're gonna have to ID later. It's obviously a weapon fusion of some sort, and it's pretty high level. You know that. So you have, so yeah, you have the brown force field, electrostatic fields, this vicious fusion seal, and the trap, and this other one that you have no idea what that is. Actually, uh, take the brown one. Just take uh, it. I took the brown force field. I've already put it on my sheet, though I don't remember how much time it takes to slot it in. But I'm taking a 10-minute rest because I'm very upset by all that damage I took. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't know how long it takes to, I don't think I can mm-hmm. put it in myself. It's 10 minutes, and you can put it in yourself. Oh, All right, I'm taking a 10-minute rest, and then I'm slotting it in myself. It's plug-and-play. Yep. All right, well, uh, Mo's going to take the electrostatic whatchamajig. What's it called? Field. Electrostatic field. Oh, Type one. Okay. Yeah, that's really good for you. That? That's really good melee thing. Wait, are you taking that, Mo? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for it in Hero Lab, so I can put it on my character. In the meantime, 20 minutes later... We get up and after we've done all of our 10 minute things, we get up and move to the next room. Is anyone else also going to take a 10 minute rest? Nope. 
Uh, while, while we're resting, search the rest of the room. Well, you can't do that, but other people can search uh, the rest of the room. Not me, the other people, I'm sorry. You search yeah, the rest I of mean, the room, and that's, really. that's all you find. I mean, obviously, right. there's some beds. Um, there's, like, you know, obviously, this was well used, these living quarters. They, throughout the living quarter, there are strange iconography scattered throughout profane altars made of skulls, metal structures depicting swirling shapes tinged with some dark foul substance strange garble phrases are written in a variety of colored paints on the walls and there's graffiti on the walls what languages does anyone speak a language that starts with the letter a uh yep maybe what, what language is that uh, let me take a look i'll tell you what i speak uh, while he's looking it up, Steve, it, throughout all of these rooms, if I can find any little clothing or knickknacks that will improve my cultist disguise that I'm currently wearing, I will do it to try and improve. Uh, actually, you can speak it. It is abyssal. I speak, I speak abyssal. It is abyssal. Wow! Uh, and you can translate the writing. Nice. Why do you speak abyssal? I because I'm smart. Like you don't nice. get it. Like, I haven't. I do haven't it, Do it. Uh huh. And who do you worship? I can't remember. I speak Abyssal, Castrovellian, Common, Drow, Elven, and Eoxian. Those, are, Those are like the most evil languages in the universe. Oh, it's yeah, good to Eoxian know your enemy. Sure is evil. Your qu- sure. in quotes, your enemy. Dr- Drow, Eoxian, and Abyssal. Right. Evil and Castel- elves. And, evil and, oh, that's the worst evil. one of them all. Castilia, uh, that's like, oh man, that, that one is super evil. They're more like Common is the worst. Yes, Common. Detect evil. <laughs> Let's shield. Okay. What do you do? You want to read it, what it is said? I do. I say, you know what? I can read these markings. Um, let me read them aloud. Although the graffiti is scrawled in different handwriting and is sometimes presented out of order, the writing essentially repeats the phrase, the entropy of existence is known. Hmm. I could have told you that. What does that mean? That sounds Mysticism like check. writings. Mysticism check. Okay. Nope. Uh, An eight. Hey, another three. Anyone else have mysticism? Which is I know nothing about these demonic dark arts. Um, Tuttle does at a plus one. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Oh so God. wasn't the phrase the entropy of existence? Wasn't that in one of the logs we read on the computer? Maybe. Uh, Maybe someone has to check their notes. Yeah, well, I'm actually checking now. Oh, I thought that was like the evil holy text they were using. Password or something? The evil holy text that was like get where they got their prophecies from. Well, that is interesting, but I say we keep moving. That'll that's, be a that's all it says. That'll that? be a password phrase or something like that. It basically says that over and over again. Like by It's just repeated throughout. It's actually in all the rooms, and it's in different versions, and you know, but yes. It is like the Shining. Red, red in on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, all work and no play makes you want to start worshipping uh, uh, Sathoth. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Rusty, that's um, that's what completes your disguise. That's that's their greeting. I, 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 I tattoo it on my arm. That's what I do. Okay. Oh, I don't have a tattoo gun on with me. Oh, there, well. There's ink pens. Uh, Alright, I, I kind of on myself. Yeah, please. yeah, why not? Okay, so that room is taken care of. Room number two. I would like to search for traps. Okay. Room Wait, number search two. The room. I don't know how you do that, but I'm guessing perception. Perception. 16. Rolls of four. Let me look at your last three rolls. Two, mm. three, four. You're, you're Mo's rolling. gonna look. 
<laughs> I'm picking up where I left oh, off from last roll, week. You rolled a six. You guys are yeah. on a You guys are close on a roll. This room is trap free. Rusty this room trap free. That no traps in here. Nope. Nothing to worry about. No traps in here. I thoroughly it? search everything, opening up things willy nilly, not worrying in the slightest. Sixteen's not terrible. That's not terrible. You go through willy nilly and you find willy nothing. All right, I'm, so I move to the next room. And so, that, and so that also counts as searching for stuff? Oh, well, no, I, you went through it. I mean, it's not that big I, I a room. Thought, yeah. there, it's I'm metal floors a bit. with, yeah, there's metal floors with stone walls, a bed, and a dresser. That's it. It's not all right, exactly. So, so, like, all right, let's do the same in here. Yeah, I thoroughly searched the room. 28. Nice. Roji finds a small lump under one of the sleeping pallets. Goes right in the pocket. No one's the wiser. Uh, my perception of 23, am I able to see him do that? Yes, you are able to see him put in. Put that up down. A oh, hey, what's stick that? and a data pad going into his pocket. Oh, I found a data pad and a credit oh, that's, stick. Oh, that's great. I'm <laughs> glad that you. Uh, you put that <laughs> All right, credit stick, how much? Credit stick, 1,400 quaaludes. My goodness. Nice. I okay. love this adventure. Now, now, yeah, <laughs> this is a treasure hunt uh, is what it is. Now, uh, Dr. It. Tuttle, could you please try and crack this data pad? I will assist your computers. Um, sure thing. Well, I'm, I ha I'm looking at it. So what, what, is it unlocked or what's the story? With it? Yeah, I know. Dr. It Tuttle, is a tier you... one computer requiring some hacking to get into. Uh, Dr. Tuttle isn't in the room. I know. I was calling him to come to the room. All right, so where are we at with this data pad? I'm, I'm assisting Dr. Tuttle to crack this pad. I need somebody who knows something about computers. I know about computers, but go right ahead. Oh, 34. 34. Oh, boy. So just to let you know, before he even rolled it, I was already copying and pasting what Tuttle found on the data pad into the message yeah. I was sending Jason because I knew he'd hit it. Now, yeah. I didn't even bother doing this with Chris because I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> so anyhow, Jason, you have the so Chris. on the data pad. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. What did you find, Mr. Tuttle? All right, among the mundane data files, electronic messages, gaming applications, and other files on the data pad is a single video file labeled, labeled Do Not Delete. In a video, a Verthani and a gnome are sitting cross-legged on the floor inside one of the base's living quarters. Both are dressed in robes and wearing unholy symbols of the Devourer, and the Verthani is teaching the gnome to sing a paean to the Devourer. Throughout the song, both cultists repeat the phrase, Niara knows, over and over. Uh, do we have a culture check on that name? Update, Niara is an ancient elven soothsayer worshipped by the asteroid cult. Oh, well, correct. there we are. If you read the player notes that are on the screen in front of you. Yeah, we pulled some stuff about that off the com off the main computer. Yeah, there's a picture too, right? And yes, the entropy exi of existence and glorious rise of the void was like their holy book that they were getting their prophecies from. So that's where we heard that before. Anything else on that data pad? There's some video games. <laughs> ah, nice. Is there Candy Crush? That's no, Fortnite. Of course, it is. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, the Star sense. Sugar Heart Love album on there, or whatever. <laughs> yes, but it's the pirated version. It's like a, it's like an illegal recording from like one of their shows. This no, is we can't pirated. have that then. I, I don't even care about the fade. This, this is 
All right, so let's so go to the other side. Time? Yeah, other side. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. That's the bath. Oh, no, that's the cooking room. That's the cooking room. That's fine. Uh, did we actually search the pantries? I don't recall our doing so. Yes, you did. We did. You Great. were able to determine that you can actually cook and make foodstuffs and make rations out of them if you really wanted to. Thank you. But we don't. I'm telling you, this is going to be our future base. That is true. Yeah. We need to live here. That's true. I've always wanted my own asteroid. It's sort of like being Magneto. Um, we searching. We searching. All right. You know what? Moe's going to search. Okay. Give me a perception check. It's actually very... This room has two beds and two... Fourteen. Nice. Fourteen. Turn over the beds. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Good job. Turn over the beds. Start moving stuff all over the place. And you find... A nothing. Oh. Moving on. What a waste of a 14. 31. Now we're hitting the numbers. Give me the jackpot. I see whatever he steals at 27. <laughs> That's pretty much what you got to use your perception. Roji is... Hey, well, I'm not watching the room. I'm watching <laughs> you, um, in the northwest quarter, corner, there appears to be a locked dresser that... Rusty finds. However, Hiroji is in the northeast corner, and he's flipping over the bed when he notices below the bed near that pile of blood is a lump that's sort of like curled up in a ball. And as he looks at the lump, he realizes that it is a lie. Ah. for combat! We're being attacked by the lump. Mr. Hiroji. Delightful after me. It appears to be another one of those creatures that you saw in the other room. They seem to keep them as pets, almost like dogs. Violisk. Violisk. I don't like this violisk. Uh, I guess I lay... I I wouldn't really know to do that. It's been standard operating position for all battles, but that's up to you. All right, I'll delay till after Rusty. It's going to go before that probably, but go ahead. Well, if you look on the screen, oh, there you you'll go. see that. I don't have that up. Oh, well, that would be the problem. <laughs> yeah, get your initiative up. What are you doing? You crazy person. I have my game log up, but not that. Uh, I move there to have a bed between me and it, and I attack it over the bed. Good job. You're fighting over the bed? Uh, 35 bluff for my... Rusty story. really likes the covers, and you succeed at bluffing it. It already was flat-footed because... It didn't go yet. Well, so I know, but still, it, it makes it flat-footed to everyone. You can't get any more flat-footed than yeah, it already is. Yes, it can, is. actually. Yeah, All right. it can, actually. Double yeah. it, it'll flat stay flat-footed through the end of the next turn. Yeah. Uh, I actually did not see stat. a target on the screen. You don't see the monster? Do you see it now? Thank you. There it is. I would not have gone where I did then. You can adjust. You can redo. That's fine. Go wherever you want to go. No, you're... The idea you, was so... No, you want to so go out of the room. Place. That's actually what you meant to do. You're in the room still, Rusty. Uh, yes, but in this case, I'm staying in the room. Bold. But you're running to the corner on top of the bed? No, I said I was putting the bed between me and it. As he can do that. It takes a little while, but he's got enough using to the terrain. It. It's called using the terrain. So you're, are you attacking too? Yes. Oh. I was Excellent. adjusting to a position where that yes. it would not have cover against from me. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's fine. I missed, but still, it is now flat-footed. My next turn. 
Yeah, it was close. It was close. Now it goes. Now, nope, normally... I go. Oh, that's right, you go. Oh, Mr. Hiroji goes. Okay, Mr. Hiroji. I always forget how to trick attack. I can move when I trick attack. It's part of the... Yes, thing. you may move and trick attack all at the same time, but you must move right. before you attack, not after. We think like 60 episodes in, you'd figure this out by now. Uh, he's running away. Run, run, run away. <laughs> oh, run, everyone's run away. running away. Now, did you have your weapon out? Do you really think you're carrying around your weapon while you're searching? Yep. A well, he moved, so weapon. he can pull it out. No, he can't. No, as, no, a free, no, as a free action. Oh, you have a free action? That's right. Well, right. Is it right? Is that yeah. part? Isn't like the like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just giving you crap. Okay. Twenty-six. You do it. You made nice. it. You well, did your oh my attack. god, he did it. <laughs> you Here did comes it. the mess. The wind up is there. Here you comes know what the I mess. think about? I think about ode to God. Is that an ode to joy? Uh, from the first Civilization yeah. game. Civilization game. Yeah, I know. And he it's hit. Beethoven. He and hit. hit. And now I'm thinking. Beethoven. Beethoven is both deaf and dead, and he still hated that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you hit. Hold on, more damage coming. More damage incoming. Holy moly! Another 15 damage, 15. and it's off target now for the beginning of my next turn. Which, what does that mean? It means it gets a minus two to attack. That sounds wonderfully Is that horrible. to everything? Every, everything, every, until yeah. the beginning of next, my next That's turn. That's a good thing. Ah, see, up, up for the power, baby! That's a good thing. We got and, it, and it's flat-footed, so. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's angry. It's angry. And you know who it's angry at? It's angry at the one who disturbed it. That would be Cheddar. Hiroji. Mr. Hiroji walks over to Mr. Hiroji. You do not take top. Yeah. You do not get attack of opportunity because you have not gone yet, Mr. Cheddar. Well, it hasn't left the thread square either. And I don't it have did. a melee open. So there's a lot of reasons why I don't get attack of opportunity. No, not no, Oh, no, you Mr. mean Cheddar. He was talking about Cheddar. Cheddar, Cheddar. Cheddar. Yep. It comes and tries to bite you it rolls a 36 minus 2 34 wow. does that still hit you yeah does uh, a 34 i think it's it a miss yeah. that's a miss <laughs> it hits you for is that max damage oh no it's almost 17 points of damage as it bites you wow doesn't it get any more attacks Oh, no, but it does get the extra thing. Now, Mogo's. Now, because it went, and you can see it, yeah. you must give me a will saving throw. A six. A six. I lose my turn. No, you don't. No, no, you don't lose your turn. Confusion. It's far worse than that. It's yeah. way worse than that. Oh, I want to get. No, I just I lose my turn. Let's go. Uh, it's. it's uh, nope. Oh, no, you, may be, you may be attacking the rest of you us. You could act normally, though. That's uh yeah, I'll take so D one hundred. One D one hundred. Twenty four. Oh, normally. Oh wow, you normally. get to attack it. No get kidding. Whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I thought low was bad. 
doesn't make any it's, sense. It's their, it's their <laughs> fourth, there's four things that can happen in that. Yes. This one. Fifty uh, percent of them don't hurt yourself or others. Fifty percent of them you hurt yourself or others. Right. One is you babble. One is you connect normally. One is you do damage to yourself. One is you attack someone else. By the way, if you're attacked while you're confused, you can you always immediately attack, defend yourself. You can attack the creature that last attacked you. Like you have to, I think. No, not not no. You're allowed to. You don't have to. So it's not it's not great, but it's not as bad as you know. It, it allows you to still go. It's not as bad as I don't know. If Pathfinder one had that one. I think it had that too, actually. Yep. Uh, so you're going. All yeah. right. So I'm getting flanking. No, you're not. Because uh, no, he has he doesn't have a melee weapon. Oh, he doesn't have a melee weapon. That's right. But it is um, flat-footed. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Just attack. He has a minus two. You're like you're like oh I only get like a he plus eight. Pluses, I don't blame him. I should have my dagger. Up. A, and well, you're using it. I had illegal flanking bonuses in there. I had to get rid of them. Hit twenty five for sixteen points of damage. Very. Does good. he do the electric damage or that's not only? Yeah, that's defensive. That's defensive. Tuttle, give I'm... me. Right, I gotta will, do the save. will save. Everyone has to do the will save dance. Let's dance. Oh, my seven. It should, no, it should be a no, oh, it should be a nine. My stupid saves are off again. Oh, really? I technically. Oh yeah, mine are oh, too. Mine are way off. So it's three be plus one, not minus one. So it should be a nine. I should have had an eight, not a six. Oh, you still failed. Uh, <laughs> I know. Let's do it the normal way. Anyhow, you fail. Give me a 1d100. Oh, son of a bitch. That's a great thing. High is always good. Nope. Attack You're about the to nearest attack. creature. Uh, Don't attack Shatter. You're about to attack Shatter. No! no! Is Shatter a creature, though? Yes. Maybe. Uh, Dr. Tuttle is attacking Shatter. He's never going to trust his master again. I'd like to point out I don't have a weapon out. Uh, so I just punch so you. Slap attacks. So I draw a weapon. Pull out attack. your weapon and you attack. Yeah. Right. yeah. He is confused. That's okay. Chudder gets an attack of opportunity. Attack Tuttle. Chudder, attack Tuttle. Ooh, ooh. Chudder's still flat-footed, don't know. It's like battle bots. <laughs> oh, my... Oh. God, that oh, is come awesome! On. Why do you think that's awesome? That's so not awesome. <laughs> that is insane. The one time, the one time I crit, it's against Cheddar. Oh <laughs> my God, that is insane! You Cheddar are like master. I like hearing that art. Man, why can't you do that on poor okay, Cheddar? Okay, first Cheddar. off, I am reporting you to robot rights when we get back to the station because I'm sorry, you are now abusing your own offspring. In fairness, I was really scared. Poor I'm, Cheddar! I'm calling the Society of uh, Prevention of Cruelty to Robots on you. Rusty, give me a will save! Just normally. Oops. Or just miss. 12 misses. That's gotta be a miss. Is that the right number? At, uh, hold on. Uh, yes, actually, it is. I only have a plus one will save. I will be mind controlled for the. You get a twelve. How do you, you only have a plus one? Shouldn't your stats uh, I, be higher? I am an envoy. I am not a non-envoy. Roll one d one hundred. Yes, I understand. Thirty-one. Do nothing. 
stupid babble incoherently. Oh, that's same old Rusty. Uh, Hiroji, give me a will save. Uh, 19, you're firing. All right, so let's do full operative thing here. Um, I have an ability called... Um, it's called Uncanny Mobility. So when I make a trick attack, I can choose if I choose the target of my attack before I move, my movement doesn't provoke attacks or opportunity from that target. So I do that. Okay. Bless and... with the bucket of lucky mobility. <laughs> you rolled a one for your stealth. <laughs> you did not succeed in your trick attack. The magic yeah, I... number you need is nine, by the way, which you now know. Uh, nine. I need a nine with a plus yes. 17. 25. Okay. All right. But well, you rolled a one. You have plus four. Oh, yeah. Plus 17. Yep. That's what you need. Uh, yeah. You fail. So do your attack. All right. But I, I move first. That is correct. Sorry. Move your up, like up there. Good job. Um, and I attack. Good job. You're, you rolled an 18. I did some damage. I hit. I got a couple hits. Yeah. Hey, you're doing well. You're doing well. All right. My turn's over. Violisk. Just he is no longer flat-footed. Nobody, he is not flat-footed to anyone. Yep. And he's but like, he is off target. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, and he's Mr. Really. Moe's like, oh, hey, look, I'm going to attack Mr. Moe. Maybe I'll bite Mr. Moe twice. Oh, I wish I could get flanking ever. You you're, you're not. You're not going to get flanked from off. who? Who no, is the yeah, other right now? Yeah. Misses. Oh, that's good. He rolls off with six. Six for that's actually a minus four. So that's a nineteen. So it misses you. Then tries to bite you again. And oh, misses again. Roll. However, a full attack. Oh, yeah, what, yeah. What? However, 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 you hear something coming. From the east, right in the room oh. where Hiroji ran into. Handle it, Hiroji. Yeah. You hold oh, him no. off. We'll take care of this one. Do I see that? Oh, Hiroji, that does not look good for you. Oh, my <sighs> goodness. Security robot detecting intruder alert. Intruder alert. Stop the humanoid. Stop the humans. Oh, Human. boy. Fight like a robot. Fight like a robot. What the heck is that? It's a. It looks a lot worse than that hit was. Uh oh. So I need to give you another hit will you save. for six points. Oh no, there's another robot. Attack the human. Attack the humanoid. I'm not human. He actually hit did say humanoid. But yeah. Six points of damage twice. Hmm. Great. Now Tuttle goes. Now Tuttle can do a save. I will save. Nope. Will not do it. Give me a 1d100. This fight officially got interesting. 60. Do okay. 1d8 strength to yourself. Plus 4. So 4 points of damage. That's, my, at that's my atonement for tacking cheddar. It, it's like, also crucial this time for the other players to stay. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Cheddar's just there, like confused. We'll save Mr. Rusty. Yep, uh, that's my best save. And when I say best, I mean worst. Wow. One. Okay. Don't think a one is going to be good enough. Are, are oh my you sure? God, Wait, the work roll. the numbers, because with a bonus, it became a two. Oh, that's right, two. Nope, you still missed, sorry. Oh. Uh, Give me a okay. 1d100. 
91. All righty. Attack the nearest creature. Mo. Mo. Which is close. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to do a measure here. That's an either or. That's an either or. No, you're let's, let's measure. Mo is closer. 20 away. And now the other creature is 20 away too. Yeah. So uh, you, you, you decide. Um, no, we're going to have fate decide. Roll 1d100. You decide which will do the Mo attack and which will do the Violisk attack. Oh, High is a good thing, so I would attack the creature if I get 51 to 100. That's cannon, yes. I attack oh. Mo. Of course you don't. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> hey, hey, John, he rolled low. Don't you like it when they roll low? <sighs> okay, so I'm going to roll a bluff to start with. Great. You failed. You rolled a one for your bluff. Uh, the, no, no, that's not failure. It means I re-roll it. I know you do. But let's see. Oh my god, you failed! Wait, no, no, a 19 may be enough for Mo. He's very dumb. Um I don't remember. No, it's either. not even close. Yeah, not. No. Okay, so <laughs> I just attack. Remember you said you would never fail, fail your bluff. Fail a bluff check. check. Uh, you're absolutely right. This Ever? is the second time I've actually <laughs> failed a bluff. I'm, I'm and so you failed hard. it against your own people. Because deep down inside he knows that Mo is a friend. Ah, uh, that's do it, do that's it. what's going. That's what's going on. Actually, when not confused, I didn't take know care of Mo. Sure. He'll take you. I don't. I don't know what you're talking He'll about. He'll take care I, of you. I think it's the confusion that leads me to believe he's my friend. But at any rate, he's within. No, he's 20 feet. We decided. So yes, static arc pistol. He is 20 feet. If he were 15, it would have been the disintegrator. Here's the best part. You rolled six points of damage using your static arc pistol. But because but, somebody installed a nice little thing. The electrostatic field. Mo takes one point of damage. Nice. Does it does it reverberate and strike Rusty in return? Oh, that'd no, be good. It does not, but it is oh. cool. It's all it's all coming. Alright. Alright. Hiroji's up. Give me a will save. Still with Did this? I miss my turn or something? If this goes on forever. I miss you skipped me. Are you sure that are you sure it can do it to me again once I no. make the save? Oh, did I? Yeah, skip? I was skipped. Oh, you were yeah, skipped. skipped. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Okay, you got actually have to roll will save. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, will save or not, he attacked you. Oh no! No, I didn't take a turn. No, you didn't take a turn. Go now, and we'll fix that. Yeah, Sorry, you know why? The, because the, the robot screwed you. up the order. My, uh, yeah, you rolled a you rolled an eight, so it doesn't matter. Give me a one. Actually, that's not an eight. That's an eleven. Eleven, you, you still fail. Give me Interrupt, Steve. Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter. The Vialisk attacked Mo last time. What do you mean? So he's allowed to defend himself against the last. Oh, that's right. You him. can attack the Vialisk no matter what, even if you roll crappy, because while oh, you're confused, oh, you can okay. always attack the creature less attacked you. You're absolutely correct. So go attack the Vialisk, even though you are confused. And and you know what? You rolled. You roll. Attack nearest creature. How about that? Oh, all right. Well, how, it's it's there in the cards. Go. It's Everything's hard. coming up, Mo. Now that said, since that, it would have. We're had, now back out of order. It would have been flat-footed. No, it wouldn't have been. No, it wouldn't have been. No, I, I, I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know. I guess I can't do a full attack. You I can do a full it. attack. I'm you gonna do a full attack. attack. I'm looking. To, I thought there was a check mark for full attack. Uh, no, there's there not. No, just put in my. I'll just four. do minus four to hit. First one misses for 15. Second one hits on a nine, oh no, nine, uh, 26. 
but I do 19 damage. Yeah, that hurts. Nice. That's, that's <sighs> max damage. Yeah. No, almost. One away from max damage. Okay, so... Okay, Where now you're am done. I in the order, am I in the right spot? I don't. Yeah, you go after the VLS and security robots. So you go before Tuttle, and I just uh, the security robots messed up the order. Hiroji, yes, you have to do every single turn until you get far enough away that you're not in its gaze. You're still close enough to be in its gaze. Give me a will save. Hmm. Oops. Take the first one, which is a two. You fail. One d one hundred. Babbles. 58. Deal 1d8 strength damage to yourself. Great. Uh, my strength, so it's just 1d8. Yeah, because you have zero. Oh, nice. Oh, look at that. One damage. All right, well, this VLISC is... Uh, eh, it's just going to attack Mo, because why not? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Double attack. You got you to kill that thing. Nice. He rolls a one. Failure. Ignomy. He rolls a three. Defeat. Kill the humanoid. You guys deal with these robots. I got this doggy. No, Herodi's got robots. Don't worry about that. Uh, that's true. I can't deal with anything. I'm. I'm. If I keep doing damage to myself and can't move and can't attack, then I'm gonna. Well, you dead. can just roll one damage against yourself every time. You'll you'll last for a long time. Like they never miss. Like he hits me with a he hits me with a natural seven. He hits points of damage. Yeah, because they rolled twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're looking at you're a little in the red. You're a little bloody. Little bloody. I know. It's just uh, this whole armor thing you got to look into because it's goes. Why don't you turn full attack? You turn on your uh, your static. You you have stealth. You have stealth. I have nothing. I can't act. You have the stealth. You can act. You can actually Chris, act. it's cool. What do you mean I can act? Aww. You can't attack. You can't just trick attack. Actually, I think we're looking into that. I think you can trick attack, but then your stealth is just your base. No, no, no. But when I'm confused, I what, I can do something oh, right, 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 other right, than do right, damage right. to myself. Right, right, right. Oh, actually, Mo, you were supposed to do a will save. It doesn't matter because you attacked anyhow, so you're fine. Toddle, you do a will save. Gee, I bet I'm going to fail it again. Three yep. rolls three. a two for a three. Yeah. You failed. Roll a 1d100. You attack. Attack yourself with the item in your hand. Oh. 73. What's this? Is, is it 1d8? Yeah, d8. Yeah, this is 1d8 for him. Four points of damage. You have now equaled, I think, the damage you did to Cheddar. Port Cheddar. Rusty, you're up 1D. I mean, we'll save. We'll save, of course. All right, one sec. Oh, my gosh. Two of those dogs together. W- would, the, would that be a separate will save? It could be. Oh, a one! Yeah. <laughs> what? Hold you... one again. All right. <sighs> wow. I'm just impressed. 58. All right, I hit myself. You Luckily, hit I have no strength, so D8. I actually do have a question for the DM. Yes. Uh, if you have two of those creatures in the room like we did, and would you have to roll twice to beat the will? Because you can't. Yes. Yes. Well, all right. But if one resolution is to attack yourself and the the other resolution is to attack, and like, how does that resolve? Because there's. I would probably randomly. I would actually. I would just do if you probably lo- did the first if, one. No, no. What I would do is if you were confused. 
In other words, you have two chances to be confused, but there's only one result. That's the way I would yeah. do it. Yeah. So okay. I, you That's wouldn't roll the result twice. You would just roll. It's right. like confusion, confusion, and if you fail either of them, you just roll yeah. one result. And that's yeah. It. Um, Hiroji, you have to give me. Uh, oh, so you did four points of damage to yourself, Rusty, which isn't that bad. Hiroji, give me your will save. Stop hitting yourself. That's actually. Oh it's actually God. more. It's actually more than that. It's twenty plus... something. You yeah. succeed. You are fine. You snap out of it. Now what? <laughs> yeah, fine is relative. Hey, yeah, snap out of it. Rusty, get or uh, Hiroji, get in this room. What are you doing yeah. out there? Right. Opaque formation. Get back in line, soldier. Okay, so let me try and do my. Oh boy, here he goes. Here yeah, he I'm goes. Gonna do I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to do that same thing where I'm going to pick the violisk as my thing, so I, I won't get won't provoke when I do my trick attack. Right. And I move. Okay. Nice. Wow. That's a move. Is that <laughs> yeah. a double move? No, no I move 40. Oh, wow. funny. You can uh, still shoot the damn he's, thing. He's getting out of dodge. Oh. All right. Yeah, I'm getting out of dodge. I am. All right. Let me. I want to try and kill this thing. So, stealth. Yes, that would be a good thing. That's good. 34. You easily mess this thing up. It might be your highest stealth of all time. And oh, you hit good. it. All right, so let's Four do points of Extra damage. damage. Hold on. Four plus another 15. So 19 total. Glory of the kill! Oh, wow. Mo, that was nice. a good move. Mo, plug that hole. Uh, well. And I do yell. We're, we are under attack. They have, they're using electricity weapons. Oh, bring it on. Yes, actually. <laughs> oh, this is so good. It attacks Mo with electricity. Does oh! one point of damage. So it doesn't hurt, hurt, right? No, it did six points, oh. but you took one point. Oh, I see. So oh. it does hurt a little. It's a like little, a little tingle. A little yeah. nougat of pain. It, 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 it yes. tickles. A little morsel of ouch. Second one shoots you. Oh man, it did eight it did eight points of damage. Oh, so I love this. Three points of damage. You know, Mo just might spend his turn doing yeah. a happy dance. Charge. Just to freaking soak up the damage. Charge. Does this thing have like uh charges on it or something? No. I love this. I, I just want to keep on getting hit and <laughs> having it soak it's up really, damage. It's really good. Okay. Well, now. I was waiting for that thing to hit you because it would have taken damage from just hitting you too. It kept missing. What we're going to do is a little bit of this. One more. You're out of range. Oh, there Yay. you go. Yay. Yay. Do you have reach? He has reach. Attack. one. Baboosh. Damn. Okay, I hit on a 25 for 19 damage. Oh, it's good to have plus 12 for damage. Tuttle. Snap out of it. Tuttle, you finally. <laughs> look, at, look at Cheddar. <laughs> He's red. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, poor I'm guy. red too. Uh, Tuttle, you you're fully cognizant and aware of what's going on, and no longer confused as this horrible creature has been killed. I feel like I need to hit the button. Okay. Yes. You, you hit the button. Give me what is it? One d ten. As your penance, you must hit the button. The cheddar sing along. I knew it was going to be the music <laughs> one. Oh, please be Eye of the Tiger. And as the penance, I will give you the lyrics that you must now sing. Give me some. <laughs> I'm a little robot, short and stout. 
Sing it, Jason. Oh, by the way, let me explain while he reads it. Cheddar deploys a subwoofer and an array of speakers that blast a four-line goblin song, extolling the drone's powers. Tuttle sings along. Sing it. Push the button, overdrive, give commands, make it alive. Chainsaw wings make all things better. Now our foes meet Mark Three Cheddar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> do I do the second verse as well? Or? Yeah, because you you hurt your your offspring. So second verse to make it twice is nice. Mergle die from dogs from space. Knock him down and bite his face. We built him back from steel and bone. Here's Cheddar 3, the Goblin Drone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Um, Cheddar gains a plus one morale bonus to attack and damage rolls for one minute. And all creatures within 20 feet must succeed at a DC 10 fortitude save or be deafened for one minute. <laughs> Normally that would matter, but actually the drones are out of reach and the de- they don't get affected by death. So anyhow, yep. So he gets a plus one to his attacks, plus one morale bonus and damage. Who does? Cheddar? Cheddar, Cheddar. Or yeah. Tuttle? It's just Cheddar. It's just Cheddar. Oh, okay. Of course, he's not in a position to do much. Yes. Well, it's interesting. It says all other creatures within 20 feet. Yeah. I thought that it could was be uh, everyone. Oh, yeah. I got a bonus. I got a bonus. No, 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 no. It takes damage. No, no, no. Cheddar gets Definitely. a plus one morale bonus. All creatures have to make a fortitude save or be deafened. It says creatures. That means... Oh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That should actually be a 12. You're fine. It's just a DC 10. Mm. It'd be time to remove the button. <laughs> I love the button. Everyone give me a save. Oh, fortitude, right. Eh, not bad. You guys all make it. Everyone. 20. Everyone makes it. You're all fine. So you don't have to worry about that. Yay. Rocket. Oh wait, cheddar. that was a standard. Rocket. You still had a, you still had a move left. If yeah, I can still move cheddar. So well, no, no, no. You Tuttle used only a standard. You have a move. T- cheddar, if you don't use your move, can now do a standard and a move. If you're just using your okay, standard, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, um, I don't want to get him in Mo's way though. Hmm. I have reach. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in that case, I'll send cheddar. In. Speaking of chainsaw wings, let's do that. Looks to you four points of damage with the chainsaw wings. And Rusty is up. Alright. Quite a log jam in front of you. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Which is does not bother me in any way. So hmm. I will move to here. Stefan, by the way, is not bad at all. It's like barely does anything. So a bluff of thirty-one against the lead one. The one closer to me. Now they need to have an intelligence score to be bluffed, correct? I believe so, yes. Luckily for you that these creatures do have intelligence scores. So you successfully... What did you roll? Yeah, you successfully bluff it. 31. However, you miss it. Yes, but it's flat-footed dull. Everyone till the end of my next turn. Again, next next level I'll be adding a plus one to everyone to the... the, uh, Making them flat Good. Yeah, it's like, really good. I'd like to make a, I guess, engineering check to identify what this these robots are. Sure. That's uh, engineering, right? Security robots. Yes. 20. These are exactly the same patrol class security robots that Mr. Tuttle 
was looking at a few rooms ago that were three of them destroyed. There's two of these now left. So there Do I know if they're vulnerable to electricity? They are vulnerable to electricity. That's what I thought. Okay, good. All right, so move to here. Pull out a um, electro uh, electric shock grenade. And I say, grenade incoming! And I throw the electric grenade, and I want to hit the square. It's going to get the two robots, but no one else. It's going to be outside of my range increment, so it's going to be a minus two. Okay. Just, just put on the... That, um... Like that square right there. Right. Okay. Uh, is that on my sheet? So I want to hit... Oh, that's not right. That's right, I think. Like that. That's where it hits. So, right. I know where you're trying to throw. So, okay. Um, yeah. You realize you're trying to throw it past four people. As well. well, I'm like lobbing it. Can it's not like a direct line. I throw it over their heads into it's, the next room. Doesn't matter. It's still that's a minus. You'll get a minus ten to your attack. These doors open. Yeah, that doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, those doors open. It's a move action to open it though. No, I mean, are they? I thought we didn't. No, they're not open. They're the not. corridors. There's no like between cor between the rooms. There's no doors to go into the corridor. You'd have to open the door and then go there. So yeah. Sorry, it's only a minus six to the attack. All right, but I only have to hit a, a, fi a five, right? Yep, that's correct. I have too many weapons. It's like page three or something. Shock grenade. So you have to hit a five. So you, you miss horribly. Jeez. <laughs> that, that was uh, So you rolled a minus two. Uh, <laughs> you do not hit at all. So roll a 1d8 and then a 1d4, and we'll see where it goes. 1d8 and a 1. Okay, I'll show you where it goes. Alright, the good news is it ends up kind of in the square you wanted. The bad news is it hit Cheddar. Yeah, Cheddar. Yeah, I was trying well. to avoid that. Yeah. It is 1d8 damage. I just roll once, right? Yeah, it's 1d8 damage and you just roll 1. Ooh, max damage. And everyone gets a reflex save and it's only a DC... Nine. Wow. Like, this use up could be the jump. end of cheddar here. No. A twenty. Ooh, a, he made his reflex. Does cheddar have a plus six reflex? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> is that is that right for him, or is that wrong? Well, he's gonna right. make he's gonna make it with a nineteen. Oh, because he has um he had extra stuff from the goblin people. They gave him like nice stuff. So is that the six percent goblin? Yeah, that's the six percent goblin. Gave him a little bit more. So they take but now since they're vulnerable, what does that mean? They take 50% more. So well, they take eight, they would have taken 12. No, they would have taken no six fifty percent, not double. So instead of eight, oh, right, they would have been 12 and then half. So six. Oh, you're right all along. I'm just I'm, I'm always right. You know that. I, I know math. All right, Cheddar takes four. From the electricity damage. My, my feeling is that by the end of this fight, Cheddar's trust issues are going to be very, <laughs> yeah. very Everyone's attacking him on both I sides. I know, the party has done more damage to Cheddar than the bad guys have. I mean, I'm so good with grenades. <laughs> back guy goes, and he... The back guy attacks... Well, Cheddar, because he's right there. It's from the tactical arc pistol. And does six points of damage. Is Cheddar vulnerable to electricity? Now, this guy here, 
who's standing right in front of Cheddar, he just decides to slam Cheddar instead. Oh my god. And he misses with a 17. Cheddar somehow nimbly moves out of the way. Now Mo goes. Now we go back to the full attack. Plan A. Attack. Are they flat foot? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, the one in front is flat-footed to you. I'll let you put that in there. I attacked Cheddar. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. No, I attacked Cheddar accidentally. You still missed. You're all the 11. It's not going to do it. <laughs> Sorry, Cheddar. Poor Cheddar. It's contagious. <laughs> wow. Did a lot of damage. Tuttle's up. If I shoot, I'm going to be shooting through all sorts of cover, aren't I? Mm -hmm. Unless you're shooting at Cheddar. I think I should be bold. Do you think I should be bold? Well, um, that's going to be your hold. It's a move to open the door, Jason. So Okay, then I will, I'll still be in the room, but I'm going to open the door. I'm thinking I might go around the other side. Yeah, I, I get it. You're like, you went, you opened the door, and then you're trying to go, you're trying to flank. And then I'm going to have Cheddar attack. Okay. Cheddar can go. Nice. Cheddar. Oh, nice. Cheddar. Pent up frustration. Cheddar yeah. takes out the robot. That's the secret. That's Why gotta, are they hurting me? That's the secret. You got to knock Cheddar around and get him angry. He hulked. <laughs> you won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> 27 bluff. Yep, you bluff him. All right, Hurricane. All right, I can see this guy, yes? Yes. Okay, I'm going to use my same thing where I can not provoke. I say, you only live once in this world. Time for boldness. Boy, that's an intimidating cry. Oh, you're running by him? It's time for boldness. Yep. You're, you're instituting attack of opportunity. Nope, does not provoke. Well, did you use that ability? I, didn't, I forgot. Did you say that? Yeah. Yes, I just oh, said okay. that. Yeah. Oh, I, I missed that, sorry. Uh, oh, good. Right. You can blade one more robot into the encounter by going all the way to the other side of the room. No, well, that's we call you only live once. Well, there were three robots in the mirror room in the south, is all I'm saying. Well, I hope there is another one in there because I will shoot it. <laughs> Shoots them both. Okay, what are you doing? You run by him. What's that ability called? Uh, Here's where we find out that he's using it wrong. It's called Uncanny, uncanny Mobility. That's success. But you're all 35. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Uh, you can do that every time. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it's an operative thing. Yeah, it's a little overpowered, I think. Look at that. You did eight damage, but really 12 because of Volna. Uh, more than that. Hold on. Hold on. Add another 17. So, so what is that? 17 plus eight. No, I, just, I don't think the trick attacks its own damage. It's untyped. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. That is a good question. Though. Is a trick attack a type of damage? Or uh, is it that you actually got it in just the right way to do your skills, so it's it, the it, same damage type as your actual weapon? It would seem to me that it's probably like he's aiming at a specific spot. That's right. A little bit That's what it is. It's all one shot. It's not like separate. Because if you had damage resistance, uh, it wouldn't be like, you know, separate you take damage resistance the first thing and then against strict back damage. Yeah, I'll give it to you just because I feel happy. I feel... Actually, let me rephrase that. I feel... I don't know. Do you feel pretty? Uh, so, so pretty? Charitous. 
Well, you should uh, ask Paizo while we're playing. It's probably in the book. It's actually, I'm looking, it's not in the book. But I, I'm thinking it's the way I know the rules are written. I'm thinking it's all part of the same attack. I am actually have a couple of things I'm going to ask Paizo. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> so yeah. it was eight It was eight damage plus 17 damage, which is uh, How much 25. Mr. Math. 25 so. plus 12. So, so 37. Well, I already gave it 17, and I already gave it 12, so what's the difference? Well, how much more do I give it right now? Oh, so then it's eight more. Okie dokie. That's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage. Now comes the fun part. The robot sits there. It seems to concentrate, and you see oh, it surge boy. in energy as nanites go throughout its system conducting extensive repairs, restoring Oh man, oh, oh. 8 hit points of damage. <laughs> eight hit, he rolls a 1, a 5, and a 2. Apparently yeah, they got Moe's healing potions. Yeah, <laughs> got these in my, my serums. Okay, so... Uh, you see, I was hoping that that would undo nearly all of Hiroji's damage, but... Oh well, it's just... Oh, now wow. it's just, just going to die to Moe instead. I only have one attack, so... That's going to be more than enough. Is this taking damage? Yeah, it took a lot of damage from me. A lot of damage. Uh, All right, well, it's not a lot. I only did thirty-seven damage to it, so yeah. All right, now that the battle has shifted, I'm not going to go out the door. But you're the one who always complains about how crappy your damage is. Amazing. I'm not. Well, Uh, it used to be. Yeah, I know. In the beginning it was I did really bad damage. I did like one D four plus one D four if I got lucky. Well, and that's what I'm still doing, so I'm the next one is gonna have to work on that. Rusty, you're up. Yeah. Rusty's supposed to be some kind of support role, but we have yet to see that. What are you talking about? I'm oh, yeah. very supportive. Uh, by the, how do you by the way, there? I really like that outfit you're wearing. I think you're really looking good. Your antenna's very Thank you. <laughs> that's, I appreciate that. That was my support. That's, he can move there. That's, he gets there in one. Damn, you're just showing of off. <laughs> 41. I finally topped nice. it. Nice. Right. 41. Disintegrator time. You know it has one hit point left, right? I know. I'm going to melt it. <laughs> Killed. I got it, guys. Don't worry about it. I know you guys were worried, but don't worry. I was on top. Uh, I'm just like I got that first VLS back there. Nice. Hey, it's dead. That's that's the good thing. It's, it came out of this area we didn't even explore. Yeah, that was uh, kind of weird. Um, I guess... How did we miss that lump before? Well, we knew there were security robots in the other end, so sure. Yeah, it was weird that we missed that lump. That's well, we didn't search the room. We just went right through it. That yeah, was not a first lump. Time, first time going through here, we just walked through. We didn't really There's a lump under a blanket. No, 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 no. That lump under the blanket was in the south, and that was some cred sticks and the data pad. This was hiding under the bed. Oh, it was hiding from us? Or sleeping. No, it's like a dog. It was like sleeping oh, under okay. the bed. You know how dogs sleep under the bed? You just missed it. Yeah, you just missed it. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there we go. Another fabulous fight has been wrapped up. 
So I mentioned that I changed it up. This is what I changed up. I actually just added the Veolisk to this fight. And this is just something you learn over time, like what makes a good fight. The Veolisk is a perfect example. Like one Veolisk by itself is actually not that interesting. It sort of is fun, but it's kind of a support creature because it's not super deadly. The other thing that was actually part of the adventure were the security robots, but they're super weak and in my opinion wasn't even a challenge for these guys. So you take a Veolisk and you take two weak security robots, you put them together and now you have a fight. And that's what I did because the Veolisk is the type of creature you want to add to a fight because it does things like mess up the party and add an unknown quantity and that by itself is kind of boring but as soon as you start adding in some other creatures even if they're not that strong it makes for a very fun and wacky fight which you saw what happened so that's kind of why I added it it also allows you to do my favorite thing which is splitting the party this is also another trick is that often the guys at range or the magic users will sit in the back one thing I love to do is have the tanks in the front and that they're going up against you know the big bad and then you have all the guys at range and the magic users in the back and then you have a big bad monster attack them and suddenly things get really messy and that's kind of what happened here because Hiroji was really far away and attacking at range and then all of a sudden the security robots came up and swamped him and suddenly there was two fronts they had to fight so I'll go into more detail about this but that's a that's an excellent tactic to mix up a fight and it wasn't too deadly there was no chance of them really losing per se but it definitely was a fun fight that caused a lot of stress and unknown quantities because of the confusion aura by the Violisk. Anyhow, there's an example of how you can sort of spice up an area instead of them having like one or two boring fights, kind of turn into a more interesting fight. As for this week's PC GM tip, it's not really so much of a tip as a discussion. I want to talk about skills and whether or not they should or shouldn't be rolled. So recently I was playing with some people who are new to Starfinder and they were getting really upset that they had to continuously roll for things like, I don't know, perception checks or computer checks or engineers. They didn't understand why everything required a roll. And I've actually also listened to some other podcasts that are heavy in role playing and they can go entire podcasts, multiple session without ever rolling the dice. And they just sit there and they talk and act. Now, in my opinion, that is not necessarily a good thing. I've also been playing D&D and Pathfinder and Starfinder for so many years that I'm kind of used to this whole concept of having skills and then rolling against the skills. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad way to play that, oh, you know, for these specific people, they were annoyed that they couldn't just see things. They couldn't believe you had to roll perceptions. And by the end, they probably will never play again because for them it felt like it was completely ridiculous. It's like, why do I have to roll perception to look at things? And well, you know what? That's the way this game is built. Not everyone is going to be good at fighting and some people like to become skill monkeys and get very good at skills. Now this is obviously very prevalent in video games. Think about it if you play any role-playing video games where you'll have skills and you literally can do things like, I don't know, explore certain options in the game or have certain dialogue trees unless your skill is high enough. 
I kind of think of it like that, is that you need to have certain skills to actually get certain outcomes. And if you ever read an adventure, you know, which I'm sure you have, that is how they're written. Like, for example, it'll say something like, unless you get a perception of 18 or higher, you don't find the cred stick. Or unless you have a computer skill of X, you won't be able to unlock this. So again, Pathfinder and Starfinder are written in such a way that skills are part of the game. The other thing I like about having skill checks is that it makes certain characters viable. For example, Tuttle's a perfect example. Tuttle is not good at combat. I mean, he's okay, but he's just never going to be that great at combat. It's just never going to be good. However, his skills are fantastic, especially when it comes to computers and engineering. He has something like a plus 17. So for him, aka Jason, he gets a lot of fun out of making these skill checks and actually learning and finding out things. And I'll be honest, that's kind of the way I like to play. I like to play skill monkeys that know a lot. The way he gets to enjoy the game is he gets to find out things. And things like, for example, that trap from a couple of episodes, that actually was a very hard trap to disable. And I know a lot of people who couldn't do it. They actually couldn't get away with doing the trap. But because our guys aren't all fighters and they have a ton of skills, things like computer checks or engineering checks are cake for them. And even the hardest checks, they get to do with ease. Now, something else about that I also find when you have these checks is that you find out a lot more about the story and you find out a lot more about the background. And the counter to this is some people are like, well, why can't you just give it to them? Why do we actually have to figure this out? Like, why can't we just, you know, concentrate on the fighting and then just give them these skills and just let them figure this stuff out? Why does this actually have to be part of the system? That sounds kind of ridiculous. And the answer is... Well, if you're going to play Starfinder or if you're going to play Pathfinder or 3.5, that is what you signed up for. That is the system and that is how it's built. It is designed in such a way so that certain characters are going to be very good at fighting, but they might not be good at skills. Or certain characters are going to be very good at skills, but they're not going to be so great at fighting. In fact, the operative, which is why a lot of people consider it OP, they eventually get very good at fighting and they have the most skills. So they're good at everything. They start off a little weak, but they eventually turn almost like a wizard where they can just sort of do everything. But that's neither here nor there. What we're talking about is whether or not you should just, quote, give people stuff or let them roll for it. Again, this is more of a personal preference, but the way we play is I know my guys and I know that they like to roll dice. That is just a fact. All PCs usually like to roll dice. Well, not all. The one that I played with that I'm talking about before, that person did not like rolling dice. But anyhow, most PCs like to roll dice. And, you know, depending on how they're building their character, if they're going to be a skill monkey, then they're going to get enjoyment out of skills. For example, I often will play a bard. And the thing about bards is, well, you can already see where I'm going with this. They're not very good at fighting. But they're an amazing support class, and they can know everything. And I like to know everything. I like to have every single lore, and to find out every single piece of information, and get deep into the story when I play a PC. The fighting, not so much. To me, fighting is, eh, I get a lot of fighting out when I'm GMing, so I don't need to be a fighter when I'm a PC. So, how should you play? Again, it's really up to you. If your characters and your players don't like to roll dice for skills, then this system might not be good for you. You might want to play a more roleplay type system where it's more storytelling than dice rolling. And that's something you should know ahead of time. 
if you're playing with some people and they're not enjoying it and they just want to fight and learn the story, well, you can either just tell them the story and try to keep the dice rolls in the background. Something else you could do is roll the dice for them and then only tell them what they learn. Although I'd be kind of careful with that is because eh, that can lead to some bad things if you do it that way. But the point is, is that you really need to know your players and you really have to play a system that your players want to play and know what they're getting into. This person I'm talking about, they obviously didn't know what they were getting into. They thought it was going to be mostly storytelling and some combat. And when they found out that every single thing required a dice roll, they got very frustrated and decided they never wanted to play this system ever again. And that's fine. That's for them. But for us, this is the type of system we like. They like to roll dice. They like to make sure that everything Thing, you know is accounted for they like that certain characters are better at certain things than others for example mo he never rolls the dice he rarely does anything outside of combat it's because that's not what he's built for tuttle on the other hand is always rolling dice and hiroji and to a lesser part rusty or at least rusty handles all the talking so again, just keep that in mind when you're running your games of what you're getting yourself into what you're getting your pcs into and what type of game they want to play so finally, a couple of show notes. First of all, we are going to have a review of Alien Archive 2 very soon. We're finishing up the review, so look for that shortly. Also, don't forget new podcast every Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android. And do please review us. I haven't seen a review on iTunes in quite a while. We have thousands of listeners. We should have way more than, I think it's like 137 reviews. Come on, guys. Go on there and review us, please. Also, don't forget Jason's Talking Combat column is every Thursday. Do check out our Discord. We just started something like our 29th game. I forget. There's a lot of games on there. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. And just to let you know, we do a lot of play-by-posts. In fact, like 95% of them are play-by-post or play-by-discord. But we do also live action. Some people want to know, oh, do we do live games? The answer is yeah. If you want to sign up and you tell people, okay, I'm going to do a live game, and you give a time and date, people can sign up for it. There's a whole area for that as well. And we play everything from Starfinder, the Pathfinder, at the Pathfinder playtest, you name it. Also, don't forget, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Do check out our Reddit channel. Do check out our Patreon. And do be on the lookout for an episode. We get Amanda Harmon Kuntz coming up. She's going to be playing. And also, do look out. Next month comes out Signal of Screams, where I contributed to it. I'm going to give you a hint. All right, I'll give you a little bit more of a hint. I wrote a monster. I wrote a very cool monster. A monster that was very deadly. That might even be OP. But the guys who edited it said, oh, I don't care. So that is going to be fun. I actually can't wait to run these guys with this monster and see if I can kill them. I made this thing so deadly. Anyhow, I'll talk more about that in the upcoming episodes. Otherwise, I'll talk to you and see you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. Or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms.
been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, Latrine! Latrine! <laughs>